This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Wednesday, September the 14th, 2022. Oh, we had a chilly night last night. It got down to 53 last night. Woo! It's a big difference from uh, in the 70s. Definitely fall is uh, on its way here. But we're glad you're here today on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can run over to AffirmAmerica.com. Put your email address in there, and we'll send you a notice on when each episode comes out. We'll email that to you. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Wednesday. Let's start off with headline number five. From the Daily Wire, live-action Founder Lilla Rose took on a fuming abortion activist and many others during a Monday appearance on Dr. Phil. Rose was one of the leading pro-life figures in the nation, was called a traitor to women, and decried as lacking empathy by one pro-abortion activist in the audience. In her typical fashion, Rose responded calmly and with compassion for both women and the unborn. Editor Cabot Phillips This is one of the most powerful defenses of life you'll ever see. All right, let's listen to uh, this exchange in their own words. There is nothing you could possibly say to justify that level of lack of empathy. And that's the problem I feel like in this country at the moment. We were founded on the lack of empathy, and we just kept up with that tradition. You have no empathy. uh, Abortion is devastating to women's mental health. No one talks about that. The year after a woman has you an abortion, it's really like the, the year after a woman have to have the child. They, what kind of trauma is the that? Trauma that is the, on somebody? the trauma is from the rape. The child's an innocent party there. The child is not born yet. Gener- it's not there. We, we should not take out generational sin on a child to say there's generational sin and that dad was but an abuser the thing, so the child should be killed. That's rate. not we're fair to the child. About rights. And he just yes. said, we've been taken, a right has been taken away from us. And what is next? I want to address that because our fundamental human right that we all share in this room is life. It's the first human right. Laws are meant to protect the weak. In a society, who's the weakest? Who's the weakest in the society? A child. The poor. They don't have a voice. They can't speak. A child the in the room. That's or a, weak. But the poor. a poor child would be the weakest. And we're going to keep them that way by and a, making And a child with disability, listen, kids. whether you live 10 minutes or 10 years or 100 years, you're a human life, and you have the right to not be killed. And that's what the pro-life fight is all about. That's what we're fighting for, a culture of life where we provide real health care. You know, abortion is the intentional destruction of an innocent human life. So this debate is uh, obviously going to continue for some time. There is definitely two sides to this discussion, the pro-life and the pro-abortionists. And that's why the Supreme Court sent this back to the states to decide. Keep it out of the federal arena, push it back to the states, let the states decide what their laws should be, whether they uh, ban abortions or whether they allow for abortions. That's how the founders set up the Constitution. And so I think this will not go away anytime soon, and we'll let that be all sorted out on the individual state level. All right, headline number four, Senator Joni Ernst 
introduces a bill forces Democrats to live like their citizens. Time to put up. Fox News, Iowa GOP Senator Joni Ernst filed a bill Monday that would require the Department of Energy and the Environmental Protection Agency to dial up their thermostats to a minimum of 78 degrees at their headquarters when the air conditioning is running in order to fall in line with California's recommendations for their residents in the midst of a statewide energy crisis. During a hot summer, liberal leaders told Americans to set the A.C. to 78 degrees to compensate for failed Democratic policies. Secretary of Energy Granholm praised the move, saying states like California are leading by example, Ernst said. It's time for Biden officials to adhere to the same regulations they're forcing on hardworking Americans. My bill requires EPA and the Department of Energy to set the ACs no lower than 78 degrees and provide a report to Congress on what they've had the AC set at in the past. The Iowa senator continued, Not only will this make Washington bureaucrats think twice before imposing arbitrary rules on Americans, it could even save money. It's time to make them squeal and sweat. Spencer Brown, Senator Joni Ernst on her bill that would require the EPA and Energy Department to set their thermostats no lower than 78 degrees after the Biden administration praised California's lead on going green while its power grid melted down. So that's how you fight back against the Democrats and their radical ideas and ideologies, by letting them live up to their own rules and regulations. Let them lead through their example and not just pushing off these ideas and these rules on the American citizens. Good for her. That's a, that's a good bill. I think that the Democrats need to... Uh, have a taste of what it feels like when they pass these laws, just like what happened when the illegal immigrants were sent to the Democratic cities and they could feel the pinch. They could feel what it's like for the American citizen and what they're going through. Let them have a taste of what they're passing. They're out of touch in Washington, D.C., especially the Democrats, and the Democrats need to live up to their rules and regulations that they set out for the American people. Plain and simple. All right, headline number three. Majority of Twitter shareholders vote to move forward with sale to Elon Musk. From Reuters, a majority of Twitter shareholders have voted in favor of the social media company's $44 billion sale to Elon Musk, people familiar with the tally said on Monday. The deadline for the shareholder vote on the deal is on Tuesday, but enough investors had voted by Monday evening for the outcome to be certain, the sources said. Musk has informed Twitter he will not go ahead with the acquisition, arguing that he was misled over the spam accounts on the platform and was not notified of a pay settlement the company reached with one of its top executives. From Axios, Twitter needs a simple majority of shareholders to affirmatively support the merger. Approval is a foregone conclusion at $54.20 per share, a 30% premium to where shares currently trade, and a 38% premium to where they were prior to the deal announcement. One wrinkle, though, is that Musk is Twitter's largest outside owner with a 9.6% stake and almost certainly will hold back his shares. Okay, so the fight continues. Uh, Elon Musk is going to be right in the middle of this, and uh, the veil has been revealed. The man behind the curtain has come out, and we can see that uh, lots of spam accounts Lots of inside deals on golden parachutes for executives when they're in the process of uh, selling the company. And uh, Elon Musk is going to have a big battle in front of him, but uh, I think he's probably correct 
and it, it would be good to take it to court and we could really get in and see what's going on with all the spam accounts and how they're shadow, shadowing the, the content and not allowing for conservative viewpoints and censorship on free speech. Bring it out in the open. Let's see the sunlight shine in on that and let's see exactly what's going on behind the curtain of Twitter social media. All right, headline number two. Twitter whistleblower explains national security breakdown within company. Associated Press. The former security chief of Twitter told Congress that the social media platform is plagued by weak cyber defenses that make it vulnerable to exploitation by teenagers, thieves, and spies and put the privacy of the users at risk. Peter Mudge Zatko, a respected cybersecurity expert, appeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee to lay out his allegations Tuesday. Zatko said Twitter leadership ignores its engineers in part because their executive incentives led them to prioritize profits over security. CNN. Zatko detailed some of the personal information Twitter collects on users, including phone numbers and emails, IP addresses, and the locations from which users access the platform. Zatgo alleged that Twitter does not fully understand all of the user data it collects, why it is collected, and where it is stored. Zatko alleged that it would be possible for a Twitter employee to take over and tweet from the accounts of senators. It's not far-fetched to say a Twitter employee could take over the accounts of all of the senators in this room, he said, though he never saw such a thing happen in his time at the company. From the Daily Caller, the whistleblower added that he had to explain these security concerns to former CEO Jack Dorsey when he was first hired since Dorsey did not understand. Twitter did not fix the issues before Zatko left, he added, since the company had other priorities. Okay, so this is why we need to really have uh, some privacy issues a little bit more strengthened. And when companies uh, abuse this data and this information, there should be consequences like steep fines, maybe some jail time. We've seen a number of issues uh, under cyber attacks with credit card companies and the likes and the fact that Twitter is ignoring these things and tracking all this information really puts all Americans at risk and also our national security. If spies can get in there and read information, especially what senators are talking about, that could be a big issue. We know that CCP has many spies here working in the U.S., and I'm sure there are a few inside of most of the, of the social media companies like Twitter and Google and YouTube and all the ones out there that are promoting through social media. There has to be spies, and security of information is paramount. There needs to be something done about it. All right, headline number one, CPI indicates inflation is not going anywhere. Biden takes victory lap on inflation bill. From the Wall Street Journal, so-called core CPI, which excludes often volatile energy and food prices, increased 6.3% in August from a year earlier, up markedly from the 5.9% rate in both June and July. On a monthly basis, the core CPI rose 0.6% in August, double July's pace. Investors and policymakers follow core inflation closely as a reflection of broad underlying inflation and as a predictor of future inflation. From the Financial Times, Joe Biden, the U.S. president, and his economic advisors had also been hoping for a reduction in the headline figure, going so far as to schedule a celebration 
of his recently passed Inflation Reduction Act, a package of health care and climate policies. Leader McConnell, you can't make it up. Hours after this terrible inflation report, the White House is hosting an inflation reduction celebration. Democrats have spent our economy into disaster, and now they're partying while families pay. They could not look more out of touch if they tried. Well, we, we see this all the time with Joe Biden. He's completely out of touch. I mean, he had James Taylor, for God's sakes, in the uh, Rose Garden. Tells you everything you need to know about him. And uh, they're just completely out of touch. They're spending, 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 spending. We're seeing inflation go up, up, up. And it's a direct result of the uh, Biden administration. I think it's intentional. I think they're, they're hoping that uh, this creates uh, a disaster economically. Because when you have citizens in fear, then it's easier to control them. And that's a very much a Marxist technique, socialist technique. So the radicals that are inside the White House, they're hoping for these things to happen. It's intentional. Just like in COVID, they could control us through fear. And it's exactly designed that way. Now, some people might think that's a conspiracy theory, but it's more and more becoming a reality. More and more people are beginning to see this. Joe Biden is pretty much out of touch. Uh, his strings are being pulled by people behind him. Most likely uh, Barack Obama's back there and some of his radical leftists are, are speaking through Joe Biden and setting these policies. So midterms are coming up here in uh, less than 60 days. You guys know what you need to do. Don't forget to get out and vote. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Wednesday, September the 14th, 2022. Thanks for joining us this morning on the Affirm America podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 